You're a visionary and you know all is possible in the Web3 space. I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton, and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT enthusiasts who share their tools, tips, and tricks so you can dive even deeper into creating your version of freedom with NFTs and Web3 technology. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday, so hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to Freedom with NFTs. Welcome back, Freedom Seekers. On today's episode of Freedom with NFTs, we have Garib Seamus, who is the co-founder and CEO of Hero Maker Studios. Hello, Garib. How are you today? Doing amazing. Thanks to be. Thanks. Really excited to be here today. I'm so excited to have you on Freedom with NFTs and dig into your incredible story and what you're doing in the Web3 space. Tell us about what you did before Web3. Well, I've, I've been in the superhero business my entire life, growing up as a kid, collecting sports cards and comic books, and I had three brothers. So it became such a fun family business that my mom opened up a comic book store. So it's been in my life the whole time. And then I started a magazine right out of college called Wizard Magazine, and it just took off worldwide. We became like literally the Bible for geeks and nerds out there that love superheroes. And then shortly after that, I decided to throw a party. This was in the mid-1990s for all of our fans and called it Comic-Con. And we had over 20,000 people show up. And we had this incredible moment where all the geeks, all the nerds, anybody that was into superheroes came by to say hi and people dressed up in costume. And it really galvanized that whole movement and built that into a company where my brother and I produced over 180 Comic-Cons around the world and reached billions of people. So I've had a lot of experience building uh, massive global communities of people. So tell us a little bit about some of your favorite memories or moments during your Comic-Con journey. For me, it was always two parts to it. One was just being able to bring everybody together and everyone feeling like they were part of something bigger. When it didn't matter what you look like or what you were into or who you were, when you were there, you just felt like you were included and part of something really bigger. The other part was also the interaction with the celebrities. There's no question when you're talking about some of the most famous people in the world. When we have Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans or Tom Holland or Gal Gadot or Brie Larson, when you're talking about like literally the who's who of that world and their fans get to meet them for the first time and to see that look on their face when they have this access that they never thought they would be able to have in their lifetime. And it, it's just the most wonderful thing to see is for people to actually get to meet their superheroes in real life. As someone who has lived in San Diego the last 10 years, the San Diego Comic-Con week is my favorite week of the year. And the first time that I went into Comic-Con, I cried because I was so overwhelmed with everything that was surrounding me and taking place that all I could do was just stand there in shock and just cry because exactly what you just said, what you created was so special. And it was something that I was just so overcome with. So thank you for what you've created with Comic-Con. I want to switch gears now, and I'm curious to know, when did you first find out about NFTs? Almost around when they first started. I have a lot of friends in the crypto world, so I was very, very aware of what was happening, certainly on the token side of things. And then I have a friend that lives in Brazil, and he kept talking to me about NFTs and how I got to pay attention to them. And, you know, why don't we just create some art and do some drop. And I had no idea. For me, it was like, oh, 
you know, who's going to want to buy JPEGs of characters or just art, just random. So even though I heard about it very, very early on when they first emerged, to me, I, I didn't really understand it. And, you know, I really wanted to take my time to learn about it before I jump into anything. So for me, there was definitely a learning curve there. But once I found out about it, then the whole world changed. Tell me about what made you decide to take action on NFTs. Once I understood what the full power of the ability of the NFT, you know, so much of my life has been dealing with artists and writers and creators and people who make toys and design video games and make films and TV shows. And when you think about that whole economy and then you think about all the people that own these characters, there's absolutely this kind of big disconnect between the way those worlds work. And the idea that my entire life has been engaging fans into massive communities, all of a sudden, NFTs, to me, opened up this whole world of ability where the fans could become owners and the people who create these IPs and the character franchises, they can make the fans their partners in ways that they could never do. Even a comic book, for that matter, you know, when somebody sells a secondary comic book in the secondary market, the, the talent doesn't get royalties off of that. They might get it on the initial sale. So there was just so much involved in, these, in, in the smart contracts that, that were being created that enabled this ability for NFTs to do things that you could never do before in, in the real world. So tell me about what you're working on, what you're developing, what you're launching in the Web3 space. Cool. So my business partner and I, Scott Donnell, we started a company called Hero Maker Studios. And the whole purpose was to create an incredible new world of connected superheroes. And it was all about taking our fans on this hero's journey where ultimately they can become the hero of their own journey. And the idea that we can work with the NFTs, so we said, okay, we want to create all these new worlds. And then what we want to do is be able to create NFT comic books and generative characters that then fans can now not just get an NFT, but actually own these characters. And we can engage fans to build their own worlds on top of our worlds, right? So many people think that NFTs are just about the imagery and everything about what we're doing was how to bring storytelling to the forefront. And so much of what goes on in the NFT space is how the mechanics drive the value. And what we wanted to do was say, hey, my entire life is how the story has driven the value. You know, the first appearance of a character, the first appearance of an artist or writer on a book. Oh, now the characters are in a film, a TV show. They've made toy lines, right? There's so many things that drove the value, not just how many were made. And we wanted to kind of impute that into the NFT and add game mechanics to it and add all kinds of elements to it that could drive the interest in the whole NFT and then build out that whole ecosystem so that once we build out this world, then all of a sudden people can now build on top of it and not just extend our thoughts of how it works, but build on top of it for us and for them. Amazing. So when is the launch? So we started this incredible character franchise called Kumite, and it's this epic battle between heroes and villains. And we're so excited about it because we created 240 unique characters from 24 different families of heroes and villains. So it's the angels and the demons and the fairies and the goblins and the warlocks and the steampunks and the superheroes and supervillains. 
And what we did was we created all these incredible characters and we're going to do a generative drop. We're going to be launching the drop at the beginning of June. So it's coming up and we're really excited because we're building so much momentum for it. And then this way people can get to pick, you know, which hero, which villain. But we also have like a really big surprise that we're doing, which is we're going to actually create a massive tournament, you know, amongst the NFTs for people to be part of this massive tournament as to who's the best out there, who's the best hero, who's the best villain. So we have this epic battle that's going to take place with the NFTs. And then shortly after that, we're going to launch right into our NFT comic books. So everything is about the whole story and it's called Kumite. And we wanted to create like our version of Game of Thrones, where there's these epic battles that are taking place and all these sides are against each other and really play on the story, but not from the past. The story takes place in the future. This episode of Freedom with NFTs was funded through a grant from the NEAR Foundation. To learn more about how the NEAR Foundation is building the future of the creator economy, visit NEAR.org, N-E-A-R dot O-R-G. Wonderful. I'm so excited about this drop and to see what you bring forth. I'm curious to know, from a marketing perspective, someone who has had so much success with Comic-Con, and now in the Web3 space, how has the crossover been from the community that you had prior to Web3 to bringing them into Web3? It's been incredible because throughout my life, I've been able to transport uh, the communities and a lot of the thinking behind how to build community from one medium to the next. So when I first started out in the magazine world, there was a lot of things that you couldn't do in print. But we had all this access that we could write about people and show people pictures of things before they ever got to see it. Then when the Comic-Cons came around, we were able to actually bring these people to life where you can actually meet them. And then once we had social media, then there was this interaction that we were able to have. So not just with the celebrities, but now, you know, get those interactions going, do live streaming, all the social media back and forth. Now with the NFT and the Web3 world, it's this whole new way in engaging the community. So for me, it's always been about, you know, making sure that we're true and authentic to our fans. And one of the most incredible things that I have found is how open and interested and inclusive people are, especially for me and, and the things that I've done in the past. I can't tell you how many people I've met that grew up reading my magazines. And it's just so wonderful to be a part of a community that's really been so embracing. Thank you for sharing all of that. What's your favorite memory so far during your Web3 journey? So for me, it's actually being able to get out on stages and talk about it publicly. I've been able to speak at NFT Miami, NFT LA. I'm going to be speaking at DVCon coming up. I'm going to be speaking at Consensus. I'm going to be speaking at uh, so many conferences coming up, and especially the ones that I've been to when I'm on stage and I'm able to share this vision with people and really talk to everyone about how important storytelling is for this journey, that it's not just about the images, it's about going on this journey and, and being able to tell your own story and use NFTs in that process. So for me, I'm a live events person. So to me, like literally getting out and getting to meet people in person and see everyone and share our vision for what we wanna do, that's been the most gratifying for me. Why do you think IRL in real life events are so important for people to attend. 
Because what it does is it makes you realize that you're part of a community. And when you see other people as diverse as, as you, or you think that you're out there by yourself doing this, you know, you lose the scale of what you're doing when you're online, right? There could be five people, there could be 5 million people, there could be 50 million people, but you really don't ever feel the power of the numbers until those people are in front of you. So when you do something live and you see five, 10, 15, in our case, well over 100,000 people in one place at one time, it's just this extraordinarily powerful motivator for you and for your friends and for your family to know that you're doing something, that you're interested in something that's almost bigger than yourself. And it's whether you go to a concert or a sporting event or a Comic-Con, it doesn't really matter when you're involved in something like that. It's something, and, and it creates also memories. That's also the other thing that we can never forget. You know, people will remember where they were at that time when something happened. And there's nothing like being able to share those times with your friends. For someone who is thinking about starting their own events, what advice would you give them? Depending on what they're doing, my suggestion is always actually start small, like build a prototype, you know, get it together, find out what works, find out what doesn't. And also in today's world, I, I would actually keep the focus of it pretty narrow because so many people that want to do general events that think they're going to get everybody wind up getting nobody. So the biggest thing is to stay very, very narrowly focused. Start on something small that you know you could do, that you can't lose and will work, and then you could build out from there. Thank you for those golden nuggets. For anyone who's new to NFTs, they're just testing the waters, they've just heard about it, and maybe this podcast is their first platform where they're getting educated on NFTs, what advice do you give for them? Start slow. Find something that you like, that you enjoy. It's the same thing with comic books or sports cards. Just learn, try to watch everything. And if you're in it just to make money, well, then you have to go into it with a certain mentality. But if you're in it to have fun and build a long-term portfolio or to just enjoy it because you think it's going to be really fun, I would tell you just study what you're looking at and then also buy what you enjoy. I've been a collector my entire life. And regardless of the value of anything that I bought, I bought it because I enjoyed it. And over time, it just so happened to be the types of things that other people will want. But to me, it's like, just always buy what you like that you can never lose when you do that. I'm curious to know from someone who's been collecting their entire life, what have you collected in the NFT space? So I'll tell you about my most recent acquisitions. I've been buying this NFT series called Regulars. And it might even be trending now on OpenSea, but it's all these incredibly just regular looking people that have like a Bolero like type look and feel to them. And there's just something so interesting about the art and the conviction that you have when you see these people. I was actually kind of joking with a friend that I've collected a bunch of them and I might just turn them into a comic book, you know, almost like Seinfeld where nothing happens. There's no plot, nothing happens. They're just regular people doing regular things and uh, just creating stories out of that. And so we got a good kick out of it. That is funny, especially you, who you are and what you've done in your career. I love that you have that take on that. What's been your biggest learning lesson during your Web3 journey? For me, there's no halfway about it. 
you're all in or you're not. I, I, I don't necessarily want to compare it to a religion, but either you believe or you don't. And I come from a world where I was brought up about uh, building a centralized company, you know, where you have to own every piece of equity and you have to own control and you have to own your distribution and you have to own, own, own. And coming into the space, it's almost the exact opposite is how to become more decentralized and how do we keep coming up with more ideas for our fans and our audience and our NFT holders to have power and for them to have control and for them to have ownership. And it's a completely different mindset. And I had to go into it with the idea that you can't do it halfway. You have to figure out, and it, and it doesn't mean that you can do it all the way overnight, but you have to go into it with this mentality that you have to embrace that thought process or it's just not going to work. Thank you, Garib. So many golden nuggets today in this episode, Freedom with NFTs. Before we wrap this episode up, how can we stay in contact with you? So I'd love for you to follow my project. It's called uh, Kumite NFT. So it's K-U-M-I-T-E-N-F-T, kumite.com. And that's at Kumite NFT on Twitter. And then as far as me, it's very easy to reach me on Twitter. It's literally just my name, at Garib. It's at and G-A-R-E-B. At Garib. We know how to get in touch with you. Thank you so much for oh. your time and your energy today on Freedom with NFTs. Any final words for our audience? Yeah, we're just really excited. And for us, it's all about storytelling. And our tagline to our company is take the journey. So it's all about like, there's only one way to become a hero and that's to take the journey. And we want people when they get involved with us and be part of our NFT family, that our goal is to turn them into the hero. You heard it from Garib, Freedom with NFT's audience. Take the journey. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your version of freedom with NFTs and Web3 technology. Please share this episode with your community so we can onboard and educate more people so that the masses can leverage and implement this technology. And don't forget, get informed and get involved.